This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell coming up 20 minutes from now. Steve Holman, the voice of our Atlanta Hawks. Day is an off day. Uh, Hawks at Thunder tomorrow. And I was just doing the numbers. And I'm looking at uh, 46 games left after last night. So 24 and 24. Mm. That's an 82-game schedule, blah, blah, blah. 46 games left. Um, And and as I said to Mike, through 48 games, you kind of know who you are, don't you? I mean, I think if you look around the NBA, and this is what we're contemplating, guys, is, okay, um, are the Celtics really as good as we think they are? Yes. I think they are. I think 35 and 13 indicates exactly what you thought they were going to be. Sixers, Bucks, even the the Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets without Durant the last couple of weeks, right? Right. Because of the injury. They're 29 and 17. The point is, you know, they're going to be a top four team more than likely. The, the Cavaliers, all these teams – and then here we are, like 24 and 24, and the Pacers mm-hmm. are 23 and 25, and the Bulls, and we lost two last night, are 10th in the Eastern Conference at 22 and 24. 48 games in, Mike, you, this is who you are. So right. how do you change that and say, hey, we're going to pick it up. We're going to take this to another level. We're going to do all these different things. And a lot of guys hitting us up saying, you know what, um, I don't know if you can do that with Nate. So let me ask you this real quick. So you're going to go 24 and 10 in your final 34 games? See, that's where you start to – see, this is – aren't we now going down – apologize for history repeating itself, getting ourselves in that same territory we were in last year. That's right. Which was monkeyed Se- around. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Yep. I agree. Yeah. And that's it, why I think you got to make a big move. Big move. Big move. Big move. Got to make changes. I, I'm with you. And what are those changes? Does it consist of just players or is it coaches? We're going to open the phone lines uh, for you guys coming up and talk to you about it. As I said, is it Nate or – I don't know what your or is. You can tell us. All right, 404-741-0929. We'll open up the phone lines. Yeah, we know. That is on the way. Steve Holman's on the way. We'll get to Yeah Man, No Man as well. Right now, let's get to an NFL blue. Welcome to the NFL. Dukes and Bell. NFL Blitz brought to you by Priority Men's Medical Centers. Check them out at PriorityMen'sMedical.com. Here's my theory, Mike. I think, and I could be wrong. I think that his personal life has affected what happened on the field so much this season that Tom Brady now is in this no man's land. He's in this gray area for the first time in his life. He's always known what he's wanted to do, what he wanted to be, what he wanted to accomplish. And now, Mike, I think he's kind of trying to figure this out. And it sounds crazy because you go, well, Tom Brady always knows. I think for the first time he doesn't know. So he's on his podcast with Jim Gray. And Gray asked him a simple question about where he's going and are you coming back. And they're boys because Jim Gray's been doing this for a couple of years. Forever. And here's Brady's response. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, and you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do 
regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay? <laughs> I'm taking it a day at a time. Yeah. So wait a minute now. Did Jim sound testy to you? No. I, I think, and I, by the way, I think they discuss what they're going to discuss. If I'm honest here, I'm not trying to sound like everything's scripted, but I would imagine there are bullet points. this WWE? Po- There's bullet points, okay? It's not like, uh, oh, I'm going to blindside. You know, Brady knew he was going to ask the question. I think Tom was just being a little glib with it. You know, I guess he got his chuckles with that. I don't know, man. I, but Brady's brand is, is not as good as it was a year ago. Just isn't. You know, he's still the GOAT. He still put up numbers that a lot of quarterbacks in this league would give their eye teeth to have, but it just, it's not the same. And look, in the personal life, I don't care what's going on in his personal life. Some people do. Some people make a big deal out of it. But, you know, he's got a movie coming out. Movie looks ridiculous, but the movie's coming out. 80 for Brady. Good for him. But I just think he goes now to a team where, what? How good is their offensive line? He doesn't want to take contact. He doesn't want to be breathed on, right? You need wide receivers. He had Evans and Godwin. You know, I mean, I, I don't know, Carl. Unless you felt that uh, Byron left, which just completely screwed the pooch. I think the injuries on that old line had more to do with it than anything else. Let me say this about the personal life. And you know how I'm at at this. I, it's none of my business. I don't care, right? I've said that all along. But, Mike, if I'm a team that's interested in Brady, don't you want to know where that is? Because it had an effect on him this season. Right. There's no doubt in anybody's mind that's close to that organization, I'm talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, know what was really going on. Now, did he play through it? Yeah. Did he still put up good numbers? Yeah. But if I'm the Raiders, the Titans, the Dolphins, the Jets, before I say, hey, yeah, come on, because we're going to do this drastic move that we feel like may take us over the top, I do have to know where you're at mentally. What about the kids? Kids cool? You're visiting the kids? Where are the boys? I mean, Mike, it may not mean anything, but it does mean something well, when you're in the big, big scheme of things. And as you said, I don't, I'm with you. I could care less about the personal life. But, again, when you're, when you're a person of that stature, it just comes along for the ride. You know, TMZ and everybody else is going to be in your backyard. But I'd be more concerned if I'm a potential head coach or general manager. All right, Tom, you're going to work on Wednesdays, Fridays? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Gonna, if Bob Kraft has a birthday, you're going to fly away? I mean, we're going to put the work in? Because, you know, you know, you're coming to a new team. Nice to forge chemistry. Yeah. Uh, listen, all these things are valid. But Jim, if I knew what I was going <laughs> to do, I'd have already done it. By the way, <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's a, somebody started a petition, I think, in L.A. about, like, keep Greg Olson and don't bring Brady. <laughs> I saw that in Variety, I think. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, it's... I, I begin to wonder. I start to wonder if the TV career is going to come to fruition. You know, whenever he steps away. But first things first, he's got to find a landing spot. If he, because everyone says he's going to play another season. What? What's the TV deal worth? Is it thirty million a year? I think it's more than that. I think it's thirty-five million. Yeah. <sighs> is he going to leave that on the table? <sighs> Who knows? All right. Let's hear from Jerry Jones talking about the turnovers. Oh God. Dak Prescott. Everybody wants Dak's head, including the Cowboys' mm. social media staff, which I, that makes no sense that they went after they their went own on quarterback. Twitter and took a shot at Dak Prescott. Makes no sense. Uh, but this is Jerry Jones. Well, I think that uh, turnovers, we got a turnover back. Turnovers, we're going to make the difference. I think we may be one, two, or one, two in the top three getting turnovers. And uh, – uh, Actually, if you looked at the score and looked at all the stats and looked at everything, the turnovers, the extra turnovers, probably the difference. But uh, uh, our team is, is one that uh, uh, could have handled uh, the situations on anything we had tonight that came up short. I mean, I know he's getting up there, but I mean, he starts talking in circles. He just, he says, I got to be honest, sounds like my Nana at the end. And I apologize, you know, everyone who's dealt with that with an older relative, but it just goes on and on. I mean, step away. Bring in, bring in. His pride will never allow him to bring football people in to run this thing. 
His son now fancies himself a football expert. Daddy! You know, Kellen Moore, by the way, interviewing already. He's going to start to look at uh, job interviews. I, I don't I'm really see. He, I don't think he's all that special. I'm not hiring Kellen Moore. I'm not. Guys, what has he done? What did what what did Jason Garrett do? The, you and I spent yesterday talking about McCarthy's hire, and it's all at the feet of Jerry Jones. You know, he loves his mind. He, he's just talking about, oh, no, everything's fine here. This thing has got a ceiling, and it's the ceiling is self-imposed by Jerry Jones. Thought we were nervous to start the game. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, hey, so some I mean, things you can't get over. And, you know, a lot of folks, same thing you and I talked about yesterday. When you when you went back and really looked at it, because I don't know how many people paid attention at the time, but how McCarthy completely screwed up the clock management. Yeah, I mean basic stuff. You and I talked about burn your timeouts, give yourself at least two and a half minutes to do a drive, put, get a stop, put a drive together. Nothing. I mean, and he's it was it was it wasn't as bad as uh, Nathaniel was. Who's it? Uh, the Nathaniel uh, Hackett. Hackett in his first game, but it was darn close. Yeah, yeah, it was ugly. Meanwhile, in that division, the Giants have major decisions to make. Joe Shane's their general manager. He was asked about, are they going to move forward with Daniel Jones? We're happy Daniel's going to be here. We're happy he's going to be here. Hopefully we can get something done with his his representatives, and that would be the goal to build a team around him where he could you know, lead us to win the Super Bowl. Don't want to franchise tag him because I can tell you this. Daniel Jones is not worth the average of the top five at the position. No, no way. No, no, no. You take care of him. I think his salary or his uh, – his deal, Mike, a lot less guaranteed money than what we've seen in other deals, yeah. but he gets taken care of. I do think they, they decide to bring him back. Here's what Joe Shane also had to say about Saquon Barkley. He has uh, the potential to be a free agent as well. Do you bring Saquon back? We were off on the, the value, and, you know, again, we, we said we would circle back up at the end of the season and continue those conversations. But, you know, that time of year, we, we weren't really that close, I didn't think. All right, and he's talking about, you know, projected deals, what that was on the table. Okay, has that changed this season because Saquon's pretty much carried you? Right. Are you going to make him the highest paid running back in the NFL? He's healthy. He's a different animal. And he, he, everything that team did this year and Daniel Jones' improvement with Ryan Dable was based on Saquon Barkley being the guy that he was before he got injured. So, Derrick Henry money, I suppose. Somewhere in that neighborhood, Mike. I, I, listen, I think Saquon Barkley is worth it. I'm still concerned about the but injury history. That's just history. it. I once, am. Yeah, you get, I mean, you and I, we talked about it yesterday. Look how quickly Ezekiel Elliott fell off the table, right? Yeah, and he's going to restructure. Uh, they're going to have to restructure his deal. Meanwhile, Andy Reid was asked about uh, Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't know what the percentage is going to be Sunday when he gets to the stadium. But, Mike, it's supposed to be cold. Duh. Um, how much can he push off? All of these things that we just kind of take for granted. But here's what Andy Reid said about the angel, uh, the in- injury with the ankle. He's uh, worked hard um, in the treatment, is doing okay. He told you guys. I mean, he he mentioned it to you that he's going to play. So I mean, that's uh, that's his mindset. And then we'll just take it day by day and see how he does. Okay. okay. I mean, we all know the dude's going to play. We all know this dude's going to have to do one of those shoot it up, tape it up, shoot it up, tape it up again. And hop around, and as we said, Chuck Smith talked about it. You got to go. You got to go get him. You got to put a body on him. And and Chad Henney, that was amazing what he accomplished. Could he do that again? I don't know about that. But you've got to get Mahomes to a point where he's got seventy-five. How you want to quantify it? Mobility, where he can he can move for the handoffs. He can do what he does. The, everything they've accomplished and all the trips to the playoffs have because he's got that mobility. Colonel, uh, I know you watch the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Joe Namath was saying that he wants Aaron Rodgers. I'm curious to know, do you want Aaron Rodgers before we play the soundbite for you guys? Well, there's actually a report out today that says it would cost not one, but two 
first round picks, amongst other things. And I say, burn them. Let's get a Rod in, baby. We got our defense. Let's roll. I'd agree with Chris. He's a Jets fan. He knows that team. They got all the weapons. They got a lot of pieces now. And they've already, let's say at this point, blanked those picks to paraphrase the Rams. Why not? And so and two, then, two first rounders for right. Aaron. And the ultimate history repeats itself because he's doing the same thing Favre did. It's crazy how it repeats itself. Well, Favre was doing great for the Jets, and then he got injured and ended his season. So that right. went kaput, but it started out really great. Was that before the Croc incident or after? You do remember that. I will uh, not divulge those details. All right. so uh, croc? Yeah, the Crocs. You remember the Crocs? Oh, yeah. He takes the picture. He's got the yeah. Crocs on. I thought there was something else in front of the Crocs. <laughs> Now you framed the shot. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. It was a cockamamie situation. It, sure it really was. was. It was. I, I always love his rap to Jen Sturger. Hey, uh, Jen, what are you doing? You want to come over? I'm over here at the Marriott. <laughs> you work sweats? That's right. some tremendous rap. Thank God you can throw a quarterback in your well, red farm. Now, was it the Crocs or was it the watch he had on? Was it the watch? I can't remember. This is a long time ago, guys. It was like 09 or 10. Yeah, it, was in the, it, was in the, it was not in the foreground. There was something else something in the else. foreground. Yeah. Either way, hey, that was yeah. the, uh, the Brett Favre. Yeah. Here's Joe Namath talking about Aaron Rodgers. There's another thing that's coming to light here, and I, I hope it can come true, but it's far-fetched. I know uh, Mr. Johnson's trying to get a quarterback, and if there's a way he could get uh, Rodgers, and I'm a big Rodgers fan, and uh, I noticed that he wears number 12, of course. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So does Tom so Brady, thinking, too. Well, man, if we get him on our side, is he still going to be wearing number 12 mm. because the number was retired many years ago? And but, Joe, that would be on you. And of course. And, oh, yeah. well, and this is what I'm saying. It's on ownership, and it's different ownership. It's different people. And I'd sure like uh, Rogers if he's there. Yeah, I want him to wear his number, man. You, you know, do. We, yeah. we established ourselves, and we got to... Uh, a real respect for our numbers, and Aaron Rodgers, God almighty, yeah, it, it'd be great to have him in New York. I like one of the hosts said, you know, about Tom Brady. You know, someone say it was sacrilegious to go to the Jets, but, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, if you could cough it up, knowing that, you know, the the team is, it's really a matter of, of the perception of, I mean, who? What, what do you feel? When, when would you cut bait on Aaron Rodgers if you're the Packers? That you feel we missed the window, two NFC championships, time. divisional playoff, and then not making the playoffs. It's time. And that soundbite courtesy of WFAN, as uh, Joe Namath went on WFAN in New York. Mike, he's not going to retire or walk away from $110 million that's left. So he's got to go to the team and say, trade me. Right. Team has to say, fine, we're willing to do that. And here's, here's the options. And if that happens, mm-hmm. then he's gone. But he's not leaving $110 million on the table by retiring or walking no, away. No, you got to restructure or you're going to move the money. You're going to find a way to accommodate. I'm, Chris, what's the Jets' the cap situation? They have a little bit of money. It's not yeah. a ton. Oh, they have to cut some guys. But it, like you always you say, it. you can always find a way to do it. And one last nugget. We'll talk more about the uh, ramifications of this in the dog report about Bama. But Bill O'Brien hired by the, Pates as the uh, Patriots as the OC. Yeah, and Bama fans hit me up. Alabama saying nobody's crying in Tuscaloosa. Apparently, people were ready to move on. We're going to talk about it. But when we come back, Steve Holman, the voice of our Atlanta Hawks, next. It is Dukes and Bell. We got to mention this because we just met a, a great young person. His name's David. He runs. Uh, Anthony from Davidos. Davidos. I'm sorry, David. David's his dad. I'm, I can't yeah. read my writing. His it's Davidos. Yeah. Oh. I said, oh, so one time. It's Davidos. Oh. oh. I couldn't read my writing. <laughs> David is his dad. His dad started right. the business. D- Anthony has taken it over. He just brought us some wings and pizza. 
And there are three locations, guys, Lithonia, Conyers, and Decatur. But I was thinking David is who just came in here. But he's like, no, my dad, David, started it. So big right. shout-out uh, to those guys, man. He said they all listen. All three locations listen to the hey, show. Man. Big listeners. Appreciate that. It's always kind of fun when you roll into a store and you hear the station on, and we got the best listeners out there. And I just, again, while you were talking to uh, Anthony, I did a little, uh, I, I obviously did quality control. And I just woofed down a slice of their, like, they're basically their meat, uh, meat thing. Meat, which meat, meat lovers. Meat on meat, fantastic. So good guys, man, and appreciate you guys checking it out at DeVito's. Oh! All right, Lithonia, Conyers, and Decatur. With that, let's say good afternoon to our man, Steve Holman. Steve Holman, where are you today, Steve Holman? I am in Oklahoma City right now. Yeehaw! Walking back in the snow. <laughs> uh, we've got a snowstorm going on here, but it's uh, it's not sticking on the roads. It's oh. on the grass a little bit. But. Okay. I obviously, I was assuming he was going to go. A little brisk out, though. I thought Corey might give us, okay, L-A, Okay. <laughs> guess not. All right. Gordon McRae, yes. Oklahoma. <laughs> where the- that's right. That's right. All right, Steve. So uh, that's our next game, guys. Tomorrow night, Hawks Thunder. Let's rewind and talk about what happened last night with the Bulls game. They come out in the fourth quarter. They go on this, what, 6-0 run to start the quarter. And I'm thinking, okay, we're in the game. I mean, it's still fairly close. But, Steve, the turnovers, what's going on with these turnovers? Is back-to-back games where turnovers have been a big part of why we've ended up losing? Yeah, there were a lot early uh, last night, too. And, uh, you know, they did battle their way back. They, they came back and actually took a one-point lead, 76-75, uh, late in the third quarter. And then it was tied, 78, going into the fourth. And, uh, you know, they came out and, like you say, went on that run. And uh, we really never recovered from that. But uh, the turnovers have been a, a problem. Uh, you know, Nate was addressing that at uh, at shoot around yesterday, and uh, they just had practice this afternoon. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things I guess they need to tighten up. But uh, gee, you know, they had they had won those five games in a row, and then hit that little stub their toe against Charlotte the other night, and kind of carried over, I think, into last night's game in Chicago. Right. You know, it's funny, Steve. Anytime we talk about Trey, we get people get upset we're being too picky. I thought, you know, if you looked strictly at the stat sheet. You know, a double-double for Trey, everything you'd look for for a guy, you know, whether it's here or DeJounte. But I just felt when the game was starting to slip away, I needed some of that two seasons ago magic where Trey was dropping some threes. And then I looked at the stat sheet. Uh, he was 0 for 5, and he's 1 for 17 now. He was doing really well with his threes. There's almost a reluctance to put the three-point shot up right now with Trey, it seems. Yeah, well, he's, he's down to 31% again. I just was doing the stats this morning, you know, for tomorrow night's game. Uh, but, I, you know, he did have his wrist. His left wrist was, was taped up during the game last night. Uh, and, and, you know, I don't want to make excuses for him, but he just didn't seem right. Uh, so I think that might have been bothering him. I, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, but, again, you know, we weren't, we weren't 100% healthy. DeAndre Hunter was out. He had a, a little bit of an asthma thing before the game. I mean, uh, he was at shoot-around fine yesterday, and then all of a sudden, about half an hour before the game, we hear that he's not going to play because of an asthma thing. So, I mean, it's one thing after another right now. They just have to battle through it because we've only got one more home game that comes up on Saturday with the Clippers coming in, and then we have to go out on that long road trip out west, you know, Portland, uh, Phoenix, and then Utah, Denver, finish it in New Orleans. So it's not going to get any easier. Steve, I don't know if any Hawks fans were aware with the asthma situation with mm-hmm. the DeAndre Hunter. Is this something new? Is this something that's been known about him that kept him out of last night's no, action? No, I, I never. Honestly, I never knew anything about it uh, that he that he even had asthma. But uh, you know, this came up uh, like I say about a half an hour before the game last night. He was on the bench. I mean, he see, you know, he was fine. I think it was just something he was having a little trouble breathing and. 
uh, you know, they wanted to, to sit him out just to make sure everything was okay. But uh, I don't think it's anything. I mean, it's nothing I've ever heard of before about it. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, hopefully he'll be okay by tomorrow night. And, uh, and Yeka was out last night, too, with that hamstring. And that really hurts us, too, in the rotation because he's been really playing well, filling in for Clint Capella. And Clint was good again last night. Uh, but it's just, you know, if they could just get the whole squad together for one, you know, for a week or two, it might be really good. Yeah, and last night, if you if you boil it down, it really was a six-man rotation with A.J. Griffin kind of being the six-man. Uh, only took seven shots. Are you cool with his production? You want to see him get more looks? Well, you know, he's, he, he's, he's gotten the ball a couple of times. I think he still needs to build up his confidence a little bit more uh, to be able to take that shot. Nate always tells him, take the shot, don't worry about it. But a couple of times he had a couple of what appeared to be open looks and he passed it off. So uh, I think that'll just be time. You know, time will will, will, will take care of that for him. Uh, you know, he is, we have to remember, he's only 19. Uh, he's not 20 until August. Uh, and, but he does, you know, his, his dad played. And he, you can tell he carries himself like, a, like an NBA player already. So I think he's going to be fine. But his shot might be one of the, you know, the purest, sweetest type shots that I've seen in a long time. Steve, we've been playing your uh, end-of-game call the other night <laughs> as we lost to Charlotte where we weren't able to get the ball in. And, and I'm just curious, uh, what did guys say after the game or what did you hear about that? Because you always want to give yourself a chance. And we've been having some fun with the way that you just, you know, sarcastically said they didn't get it in. But we need to get those plays in. We need to make those plays because we need every game possible right now. It's just it's frustrating along with all the other things that are going on with our team right now. Yeah, I know. And, and, and Nate spent some time yesterday at shoot-around, uh, you know, personally showing guys how to do inbounds passes, you know, which, uh, you know, he said you have to hold it over your head. Don't hold it down, you know, mid-waist, uh, you know, which was – I was kind of surprised to, to see that, you, you know, he had to go and, and tell everybody that and show everybody that. I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that they taught us at CYO basketball, you know, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, I think the, you know, you, you think fundamentals are just being taught by these AAU teams and, and all of that. And sometimes those things are, are forgotten and it, it shouldn't be up to the pro coaches. I don't think to be able to, to have to teach stuff like that, but, but Nate had to use some time yesterday during shoot around to, to, you know, just go over that again, you know, how to get the ball and hold it over your head. If you're going to throw it to the right, look to the left first, you know, and throw everybody off a little bit, but, it was a lesson that he had to give, which was surprising to me. But I, I and I understand he is the best passer. But we said best passer when he's doom, 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 bringing the ball up the court and he's got some room. You got no lateral movement in that possession in that position. I just thought after the first every first time out and you were down to eight tenths. I just thought you got Plumlee in there. He's not regardless of overhead underhand. He's not getting it over Frankenstein. So maybe it was time for somebody else and let Trey try hit a magical three or so. I don't know. Yeah, I know, but you know the, the whole thing. I mean, it came to, and that call. You know, the last call, the foul call against mm-hmm. Jalen was uh, the uh, NBA two minute report came out and said it was a bad call. Right. Uh, that high five kind of finish is is legal, uh, and the, the referee Tyler Ford just totally blew it. But you know, it almost makes it worse up to, to me <laughs> when you see that the two minute report says, "Oh, that was a bad call. It shouldn't have been made." But you know, you, you don't take the loss off the board. I mean, if he if 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 he if Rozier shoots that shot and missed like he did, uh, the game's over, you know. I mean, and we escape with a win, but not that it, you know. So it changes the whole thing. And, and for them to say, well, it was a bad call. I mean, what good does that do, really, other than 
you know, just maybe give you some satisfaction about it. But, uh, you know, it was, it was unfortunate that it came down to that. I mean, they had a 19-point lead. Uh, you know, it's like uh, Nate was kind of saying, that's like winning $19 million in the lottery and then blowing it, you know. <laughs> you have a 19-point lead in the third quarter. So uh, there were a lot of factors that went into that the other night. But I think it kind of slowed the roll, took the momentum away a little bit, and kind of maybe carried into last night. What do you do on days like today where you can't be out and about, or maybe you can? You said there, there's a snowstorm looming, but what are you, what's Steve Holman doing? Oh, I'm out. I'm out walking right back. I, I went to Toby Keith today for lunch. Okay, nice. uh, that, that's a great spot, and it's not. It's about maybe three quarters of a mile from the hotel, so I'm out walking. It's cold out and it's snowy, but uh, you know I want to get my walk in. I try to do that every day to stay alive. You know, 68 trying to be 69. So. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I try to, I try to get that exercise every day. All good. Rain, snow. I could maybe I could be a mailman. Rain, snow, sleep <laughs> doesn't stop me from going out to lunch. So he's appointed rounds as the longest tenured radio play-by-play man in the NBA. Here's your here's your package, ma'am. Bang. Right. Yeah. Well, well, Steve, maybe I'll look into that this summer. Maybe you should. Steve, enjoy <laughs> OKC. Hawks and Thunder tomorrow. Pre-game 7.30. Tips at 8. Right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We wanted to get your thoughts on where this team is, where we're going, and we appreciate you stopping by, Steve. Thanks again. All right. Thank you, guys. You got it. All right. Yeah, man. And uh, things to do. He's walking, not walking in Memphis. He's walking in, in Oklahoma City. Yeah. In the snow. Uh, yeah. I mean. Against the wind. I was going to say. Bob I, I, was, I was waiting for <laughs> To hear the wind in the background. Home and still walking against the wind. I, uh, Mike, I don't know, man. I, I keep thinking, you know, how frustrated it is when we do lose games like last night. And it's more than just one game. A guy hit me up. He goes, man, you were complaining again about the about the Hawks. This is the culmination of the season, guys. Uh, I mean, guys, we just won five in a row. Now we lost two in a row. Two inferior opponents. Well, whatever you think the Bulls are, we're probably the same as the Bulls. It's just, don't you guys get frustrated with this? You guys go, well, you know, man, season's only, no, no, 34 games left, okay? 34 games left, which means if you want to be ahead of the line, over the line, above the line, you got to get to like a, almost you got to win two out of three down the stretch, Carl, a yep. 24 and 10, yep. you know, a 22 and 12 kind of clip. And I don't see anywhere in God's green earth this team producing that. They're not going to get on that kind of run. I, I just don't see it. I, I don't either. I mean, this five-game win streak was was an aberration, right? It wasn't. It hasn't been the norm. We haven't won five or seven well, or eight in a row, right. lose one or two, and then go on another five or eight or ten-game win streak. It's not been our no, season. We, we go low, sometimes like an EKG because we are fans first here on this program, but when you looked as good as you did against the Mavericks, that makes it ten times worse to lose to the Hornets the way you did. Yeah. Did you say 34 games? Because my math is all jacked yeah, up. Yeah, it's uh, they, they're 24 and 24. That's 48. 82 minus 48 is 34. Yeah, you went to Florida State. <laughs> all right, coming up. He didn't get it in. <laughs> yeah, man, no man's on the way. I didn't, I didn't graduate. Way. That's true. Uh, and we will find out what's going on with Bo Morgan also in the 4 o'clock hour. Alabama has a big decision to make again. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tomorrow, we will be broadcasting live from Atlanta United's training ground. We're going to have a few guests to stop by, including Garth Longerway. Uh, Loggerway, should I say, the new president of Atlanta United. We're going to have some other guests, maybe a couple of players. A lot of questions now, Carl, because the window is open, transfer window. We moved down. We moved some, you could argue, expensive, underperforming yeah. people. Not, not Joseph specifically, but move people off. Now we got to go get some new pieces on. Still some time. I, I read Doug Roberson today in the AJC about that. So we'll talk to Garth about that. All right. So that's tomorrow. Uh, we'll be over there. It's not open to the public, guys. We're just letting you know. That's where we'll be hanging out. We'll be talking about all things NFL as well. But a couple of Atlanta United guests have stopped by. And Mike and I, it's first time to get a, a chance to get over there and see right. some of the new pieces uh, that we're going to watch. Believe it or not, the season starts next month. Right. Now, Tiago Almada, his chance. But, I mean, it seems like how do you get the ball from the back to the front? That's, that's been – we've never replaced Darlington Nagby. We'll ask uh, Garth about that because that's one of those things. And, and like, the Joseph situation, it played out. Divorce is never pretty. This wasn't either. I saw a video of uh, Joseph being introduced to the Miami fans at an event they had down in Fort Lauderdale yesterday. Yeah, look, he's happy. It's a new beginning for him. And we wish right. Joseph nothing but the best. It was time. With that, let's get to yeah, man, no man. It's time for Yeah Man, No Man. Kind of makes me wonder why the hell so many people are trying to tell me to slow down. Seems like we should be shutting the hell up and enjoying the show. He's six foot one. Not really. From Florida, Kennesaw State, and gives rapid fire questions. <laughs> it's the executive producer of the Dukes and Bell Show, Bo Morgan. Brought to you by the W Sauce, America's Worcestershire Sauce, bigger, better, bolder. All right, Bo, what do you got for us? What's going on today? There's actually a, like a preseason friendly type game on Saturday that will be on our airwaves. For Up the in United. Chattanooga? Uh, yeah, I believe so. It is. So. Atlanta United at Chattanooga, uh, Chattanooga kicks mm-hmm. at three, pregames at 2.30 on Saturday. That's right, Bo. Yeah, look at that. Um, you know, I was talking with some people uh, on Twitter on Sunday uh, watching the games, and it was after the, the Buffalo-Cincinnati game. And I started looking at it, and, uh, you know, Zach Taylor obviously had a tough time before the, his first year there with no quarterback, and then he got Joe Burrow, and Burrow got hurt his rookie year. They didn't have a lot around him. They've obviously went to the Super Bowl last year. You know, Zach Taylor's 5-1 and one in the playoffs with his long loss being in the Super Bowl. Right. He's 3-0 and on the road, including 1-0 and against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in, uh, at, at Arrowhead. 
Zach Taylor kind of flying under the radar. Should we start talking about him as one of the young up-and-coming coaches? Because, look, I know he has Joe Burrow. Yeah. Coaching still matters in this league. There's a lot of quarterbacks that have not Mm. won, good quarterbacks that have lost games because of bad coaching. No, I mean, it's one of those guys when he got hired, you and I were like, because we were like, Truth be told, I'm often wondering, you know, about how the hiring practices work. Sometimes I think African American candidates don't get the, the certainly don't get the chance that some of these other guys do. But in this case, Zach Taylor's done a fantastic job. Everything Squid just talked about, and for years the Browns, let's be honest, Carl, they were ridiculed as the cheapest organization in the NFL. They'd always look for guys for value players that were screw ups. It would wind up screwing up even more. But this is a team which is really well built. We talked about the depth with Chuck. Uh, Smith earlier on offensive line, and yeah, that coach and that staff is a hell of a doing a hell of a job. Yeah, I'm I know gonna, you love the DC. I do, but I'm going to tell you, Bo. This is I would say that I respect Zach, but this is all possible because of Burrow, and those numbers you just read off are exactly what Burrow's playoff numbers are because he's three and zero on the road. He's five and one now in playoff games, and it's all due to him, guys. Nobody wanted to go to Cincinnati prior to Joe Burrow getting there. Nobody. Nobody was talking about going to Cincinnati as a free agent. It was a mess. Mm. For years, Marvin Lewis, it was like the, the hamster on the wheel just running. It seemed like they weren't ever going anywhere. And, yeah, they were in playoff contention, but you never felt like they were going to get over the hump. And then all of a sudden, this quarterback comes along. It's why I've been talking about it here in Atlanta. It's not easy to find the next guy. And so if you get that guy, Mike, and they fell into this. Again, you know, everybody had a chance to draft over. You, you, you drafted the right guy, but I think it's more about Burrow and what he's been able to do in controlling games, especially on the road, to be 3-0 and on the mm. road in the playoffs is unbelievable. And, yes, Lou Anarumo, uh, the, the defensive coordinator, he's done an amazing job with this defense. I think they're giving up. The only team that's given up more or less points is the Eagles. I think the Bengals are at, like, 13 a game right now in the playoffs, and the Eagles are 7. And, and you go back to the regular season, they were one of the top defenses in the league, so – I'm going to go that way, Bo. I don't want to uh, underestimate or discredit him for what he's done because you know I'm big on coaching. But he got the right quarterback, and that's why his record is what he is. So, in is. that case, is Nick Sirianni just another puppet of Howie Roseman? And I, I mean, Because Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl with a Howie Roseman team. Howie Roseman's built a superior offensive and defensive line. Yes, he has. He's gotten, he drafted Jalen Hurts and put weapons around him like A.J. Brown. He drafted Devontae Smith. I guess what I'm saying is is it's clearly Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan. Who are you taking though? Who's the third best coach out of the top out of these four left? Are you Ooh. taking Sirianni? Well, I mean, I think I or mean, Zach Taylor. I, I respect what you're saying about the Bengals, but I mean that's that's impressive what Zach Taylor did when you consider the offensive line wasn't that great. I know that Joe Burrow, any quarterback, this is where you get into the chicken and the egg. I mean, Andy Reid failed, failed failed with Philadelphia, only got to one Super Bowl, having one of the best teams every year, and he failed with Alex Smith, and he only got to the Super Bowl and won it with Patrick Mahomes. So it's you, it's the chicken and the egg. you got to have a system. But when you've got that quarterback, which Joe Burrow now, let's put him up there, I mean, he's got to win a Super Bowl, but Patrick Mahomes is somebody who does magic, literally does magic on the field, which nice. is, i got to be honest, Andy Reid does a lot of stupid stuff, even with all those weapons he's got. This is their fifth, AF, fifth straight right. AFC championship game. The only reason why is Patrick Mahomes. Right. Andy, I just said Andy Reid's vibe. <laughs> what was Andy Reid's rap? The big guy couldn't win the big one. But I'm going to take, I'm going to take, I'm going to take Zach Taylor and then I'm going to say Nick Sirianni. If you're asking me if the order is those two guys and then who's left, that's what I would do. But I would tell you I'd take Zach Taylor and then I'd take, I'd take Nick Sirianni. I think both guys have done a really good job. I think Nick's genius is his relationship with Jalen. 
and how Jalen, how he's built this offense around Jalen and what he does. Remember, all this RPO stuff, the first year Jalen played, mm-hmm. he got those last four games when they benched Carson Wentz. They weren't doing all this. It was drop back Jalen. What? Let's re-defense. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's do what you do best. Let's put more pressure on the defense. This is a completely, or it feels like, a completely different offense than what he took over when Carson Wentz was there. And I just think that Sirianni, part of the reason between the press conference, which wasn't optimal, but again, at the end of the day, he's more than redeemed himself from that. But the resume was all expensive, as impressive. He worked with Andrew Luck. He worked with Phillip Rivers. Yeah. That was, he was the Colts OC before he got the job. And you and I were like, well, what's the big whoop there? You know, that's yeah. why we were kind of like, okay, there's been some very uncompelling hires, but Sirianni, to Squid's point, the job that Roseman has done, that's the most talented roster in the NFL right yeah, now. And to, to add to that, my, my, the reason why I'm giving Nick credit is because he had to come in and build that relationship with Jalen Hurts. Bo just mentioned the last four games in which he played in, sort of like what we just saw with our guy, Desmond right. Ritter. That was under Doug Peterson. They fired him. And then, you know, obviously it was Nick Sirianni's job. But he had to come in and build that. I, I, that's my pecking order right now. And be careful with Sirianni. He knows what the blank he's doing. Yeah, that I was mean, a, that was a great sound <laughs> bite, wasn't wherever it? he wants. He was saying that to the official, right? Yeah, he's, but he's right. He can be down there to call a timeout. I mean, I don't know what the official is trying to tell him. All right, over the summer, um, we all kind of got to go see Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, you know, a lot For of many, was, our first chance to get back in a big theater, as Carl would say. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it, I think it was my first um, chance to be in a theater um, after COVID. So, Top Gun Maverick earned six nominations for the Academy Award. Wow. And one of them is Best Picture. Uh, some of the other movies it'll be going up against is uh, a bunch of movies I've not seen and some I've not heard of, like Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Never don't, heard of it. Don't even, don't even bother. I watched a half hour of it. I won't wait. Don't waste your time. Okay. What about the Banshees of uh, Anna Shearing? I believe Inshirin. it's in Ireland. It's good. That's good too. The Fablemans. Now that movie was about Spielberg, right? He got the he got the Oscar now before anybody even saw that. Yeah, I know. You know, it's about his childhood right. and how he wanted to direct pictures. He, the the thing I saw about that is he said, "I better make this picture now because I'm 76 or whatever." And he finally made it. It is getting rave reviews. If you're a Spielberg fan, obviously you want to check it out. He's he's been an amazing director. But, Bo, has Tom Cruise ever won Best Picture? Oh, yeah. Wait. Which one? Two Good Men did not win Best Picture? Let's take a look. Because I'm more curious about Tom Cruise. He's been in all these great movies. Blockbusters, but have they been award-winning yes. films? And and that's – I don't know if he's ever been included no, wait, in that. Rain Man, right? Did, did Rain Man yes. not oh, win? Oh, Rain Man. Best, Good call. Best film, right? Good call. Yes. That uh, was yeah. what late eighties, early nineties. That was like ninety. He won bet. A- he won best actor mm. twice for Fourth of July. Born on the Fourth of July. Oh, good call. Um, a few good men was nominated but did not win the Oscar. Okay, and then Rain Man, he was nominated but didn't win. Yeah, I got to see. I and to Michael Caine. I saw an interview years ago. Michael Caine said Tom Cruise had the hardest, harder part in Rain Man. He said Dustin Hoffman's got the showy part. Tom Cruise has got to play a really unlikable. He ends with a K. Yeah. And he said, you know, Tom, he thought that was Tom Cruise's best acting role. It's interesting. I I, I guess the only reason I'm bringing this up, Bo, I'm kind of sentimentally, I'm hoping he wins this. By the way, Unforgiven beat a few good men for best picture. I love Unforgiven. Well, Unforgiven was a good movie. Love Unforgiven. I'm kind of hoping that that Top Gun 2 wins this thing. Okay, you guys saw. So, best male performance he won for Jerry Maguire in Mission Impossible 2. Um, and Oscars? No, he's nominated. Oh, yeah, oh okay, nominated. okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah. So, so I don't know if he's ever won a Best Picture. I don't. I don't. I don't even see Rain Man on here, which I thought Rain Man won some awards. Oh, but so you saw Avatar? 
Unbelievable. But was Top Gun Maverick better? Oh. Because I, I kind of want to. Here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel like movies like like Top Gun. Yeah. Never win these awards. No, Rayman Rayman won the Oscar for best picture, best director. Dustin Hoffman for best actor, best screenplay. So he has been in a picture. He has one. been in a motion picture yeah. that has won the Academy Award for best not, film. But he did not get correct. Honored. Okay, for his role. All right. Uh, so yes, you're right. These kind of films don't win. You're right. Should it win? Top Gun? No, Top it's Gun Maverick. No, it's it's great entertainment. It's not Oscar. Winning. So what are you going to put over it? You're going to put the Elvis movie? Yes, or? I would put Elvis. I love the Elvis movie. The I think Baz Luhrmann's a little wacky, but I like I like. The, by the way, is the Way of Water nominated? The Way of Water is nominated. It's unbelievable. It's a good um, flick too. I tried, by the way, because I try to watch you and I try to watch every Oscar every year. You and yeah, I try to watch every movies. nominated Oscar movie. Everything, everywhere, all at once is kind of twisty. It's sci-fi. It's parallel universe. There's a lot of stuff going on. And don't get me wrong. There's parts that are compelling, but at the end, it was just too much. It was just it's it's bananas. Not everybody's cup of tea. I know you will not like it, but watch it tonight. Get back to me on that. Did you finish it? You I did. You you finished it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. A lot of uh, actor Asian actresses and actors you might not know, but they've okay. been in a lot of movies. But it was it's trippy. I'll leave it that. It's a very yeah. trippy did, film. Did anybody watch uh, All Quiet on the Western Front yet on no. Netflix? I just started it. No, because that's nominated as well. Yeah, I haven't watched and it. And that that looks. I look. I mean, it looks good. If you watch the previews, it looks really good. I remember it's the, a series or movie. It's a series. I thought. Okay. No, it's a it's a movie. It's on here for best picture. Hold okay. On. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's th- these are the Academy Award nominations for best picture. Um, Women Talking is another. Movie. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't, Triangle of Sadness. I don't know. I don't watch most of these movies because they are too. I don't know. They're too. They're too uppity. They're too uh, like artsy or whatever. They they try mm. to. I don't know. Give me a good action movie with you know, yeah. a good sex scene. And yeah, and that's why you want. That's why you want Top Gun Two to win. Yeah, but there wasn't no sex scenes in Top Gun Two. Well, they were kissing on the car. Whoop de doo. <laughs> oh yeah, nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. That, know, and then he sleeps over the night, and, and this, her daughter catches yeah. him. They showed more in the first movie in '86. Yeah, that's true. Give me a break. All, All right. right. As always, uh, yeah, man, no man is brought to you by the W Sauce America's Worcestershire sauce. It's bigger, better. Boulder, get over to wsauce.com, find a retailer near you. And don't forget our friends at the Georgia Hemp Company, the georgiahempcompany.com. Use the code SQUIDBILLY10 mm. to get all your uh, CBD needs for 10% off. Turtle, hit my music. <laughs> no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, it's, I'm not killing it. We all enjoyed it. It's tremendous entertainment, but it's not. It's a, it is a summer blockbuster. It's not, a, it's not something you would, I would consider for an Academy Award. So this, the best movie is the best movie, Michael. <laughs> this song lives in your head. You immediately think Top Gun. Yes. In the new Top Gun, that damn song that they play on the beach is living in my head. I think it's living song, in my head. That song's nominated, by the way. Uh, and it should be. That's the other part about these summer blockbusters. It's not just that the movie was good. It mm. had a song that sticks with you, and you immediately relate it to the movie. Right. The new one has it. This was the original. They played it in the in part two, and in the second movie, that <laughs> it's in my head. And by the way, Bo, yeah, it is a movie. I saw I saw the ads for it on Netflix. I presumed it was like a, they were doing like multiple parts, but they're doing it as a flick. I remember when they had John Boy from the Waltons did the last time they did All Quiet on the Western Front. That's how old I am, but that's great. Again, it gives you the for those who don't know the German side of World War One. All right, coming up, he's got decisions to make. Who will re- who will he replace? one of the best offensive coordinators with. We'll talk about it next. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.